feeling that? <laughs> Man, it's good to have some fun in church. It's good to be together and have some joy. And uh, welcome, to, uh, welcome to Team MPC's locker room today. Hope you guys are ready. Um, oh, it's so fun to see you guys all with your jerseys on, playing out there in the lobby. I used to, I think when I was growing up in church, I would have gotten kicked out for throwing anything in church. So, um, hey, it's a new day, but hey, it's all right to have fun in church. One thing I love about Football Sunday is in a time especially where our country, right, is so divided and all these things, we might still be divided over which team we're cheering for, not necessarily here in Ohio, but there is something that unites us, that unites us in one place, that unites us in, you know, in the country. I think they're predicting that maybe 117 million um, household, like, viewers that are going to be watching the, the single greatest um, one time where we're all watching the same thing. And there's something that unites us around that, whether it's the game or whether it's the commercials, but it is something that we all get to be a part of. But when I think about this, this day and, um, and, and I think about the players, I think about the NFL, let me ask you this question. Where do you think uh, the players, all the players in the NFL want to be today? <laughs> they all want to be in SoFi Stadium, right? They all want to be in LA. They all want to be playing in this big game. I don't think Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady are sitting at home going, ah, those losers, they got to play today. We're already on vacation, right? No, they're not thinking that. They, they want to be there. They want to be where the action's at. They want to be on the field. That's where the excitement happens. That's where the pain, the triumph, the challenge the victory, right? This is where it's at. This is where we're bonded as a team. We want to be on that field and we want to play. And we've had some exciting uh, football Sundays and sports brings us into that arena. It helps us see and experience that. I don't know how many of you have ever played like on any kind of sports team ever in your life, right? A lot of us. And maybe, you know, if not on an official team, maybe in, in some different ways. It's exciting. It's fun to be a part of that. We had a really cool um, couple weeks ago, right? We had some pretty big games that were happening in the AFC and NFC championships. I don't know if you guys watched, but I want to invite Marty Bannister up here. Marty, come on up again. Marty uh, was up here a little, uh, little earlier. Marty's been doing play-by-play and broadcasting for over 35 years. And, uh, and so, Marty, come on up here for a minute. And, uh, yeah, sorry, maybe see you behind there. Oh, my God. Yeah, broad, broadcasting there. We got your, your oh, micro, we got a microphone right over there for you. I don't know. Like I that... can't find a microphone. Yeah, yeah, you've never had trouble no, finding no. a microphone. I'd like to thank you? everybody for, for, for coming out to see me today. I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, d- a, d- a double cameo today right, by, yeah. by Marty that's, that's Manister. really scary. But uh, you, you're, you're, uh, you've been doing play-by-play. You've been a sideline reporter. Mm-hmm. You've been announcing games, all kinds of athletic mm-hmm. events. And you also happen to be a Bengals fan, I believe. No, no, not at all, not this at is, all. This has been like Christmas morning for, for Marty for, the last, for 30 years. He's been waiting on this day. I talked to him earlier this week. He said, this week is going so slow. Yes. But uh, two weeks yes. ago was a huge game against mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And for those that maybe aren't football fans and those that are, could you give us a sample, like give us a little bit of that excitement of some of those final moments of if you were wow. calling the game or if you were retelling the game, however you want to do it, just give us that best uh, announcer voice play by play. I, I think it, it's funny you said that because I know Dan Horde, the Cincinnati Bengals play by play voice. And after you, we had talked earlier, I emailed Dan and I just wanted to get his thoughts oh. about what that was like for him to call something like that. And I've had that opportunity in a number of Ohio State games that I have called. And the one thing that I continually tried to tell myself was take a deep breath before every sentence. I'm sure Andy can relate. Andy knows. Andy works in radio. You take a deep breath and just calm for a second because I have a tendency to talk way too fast. I mean, I can just rattle it off. And that does nobody any good because they don't understand a word that you're saying. 
when that happened. So I asked Dan, how did you handle that? And Dan almost verbatim what I just said. He took a deep breath before every play. Meantime, he's got an ex-offensive lineman, Dave Lapham, in the booth with him, who's grabbing him and shaking him on every play <laughs> and bouncing him up and down and yelling and screaming. So you just have to relax and, and realize the moment that you're in. All right, so now don't relax and give me the play-by-play. -play. Oh, my god! No, gosh. just give me that last play. You as a player, what was the that like? The Walk last play, down the, that the field last, goal? The field goal, yeah. The field goal. Let's go. Okay, give, me, the field give, goal. give us the play-by-play. -play. All right, I'll, I'll take from how, how I would call it. Jake Smith ready with the snap. The snap is good. The hold is good. The kick is up. It is good! <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, and it would have been probably, that was at 7. It probably would have been about 15 when I was, yeah. when, if, if I was yeah. on air doing it. save the speaker. Yeah, save the speaker. Yeah, speaker. Okay. yeah, sure, sure. Well, and we were, when we were talking to you, you said it wasn't just, you know, obviously the excitement about football, mm -hmm. but even watching some of these guys and how they live out their Christian faith and their witness yeah. at different levels, like how have you seen that firsthand? Well, it's amazing. Before I started my journey of, of faith, I would always be one of those that you would see a player after the game go, I want to, the first thing I want to do is I want to thank God. Well, I was always one of those that would say, yeah, but they never thank God when they drop a pass in the end zone. <laughs> they never thank God when they strike out with the bases loaded to end the game. But if you think about it for a moment, and Mark referenced this, there are 32 teams in the NFL. Each team has about 50 pl active players. The percentage of people that get to do that is like this. And yes, they're making oodles and oodles and millions and millions of dollars that we will never see, so that's hard to relate. But if you watch the game today, afterwards, when they're interviewing players, look behind them towards midfield. You may see 45 or 50 players on a knee, holding hands, praying and thanking God for what they've been able to do. And I, I, athletes, I don't want to take it completely down this road, but athletes get a lot of bad rap these days. And you can say what you want about it, but outside of the millions of dollars, they are, they're us. They're us. And they're doing something that all of us, at one time or another, a vast majority of us, would have loved to have done. So I think from that standpoint, I don't, I don't consider them heroes, Mark, at all. I never have. They're guys that are doing, or gals, that are doing something that is great to watch. And they're doing it because they love it and because they're, it's a chance for them to express their faith. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marty. Thanks so much for giving us a little bit of taste of what it's like out on the oh, sidelines okay. and on that game. Hey, a final prediction, what do you think? Uh, Cincinnati will win the game tonight. Um, I, I hate to give points. I just hate to do that. 28-24. <laughs> oh, it... But it is, it's great to see athletes performing at the highest level. And in, their, in those places, I mean, how many times have you choked up uh, in different areas, maybe at work or talking to somewhere where you weren't willing to acknowledge your faith or, or you know, just your relationship with Christ? And here they're doing it on some of the largest stages. And there are some great believers that are playing as well this morning. So anyway, just a great excitement. It's, it's the game. It's where you want to be. It's why people are dialing in. That We want to see what that's all about. And so today, I want to talk about a message, and I've called this message, Put Me In, Coach. Okay, put me in, coach. This line, I love hearing this line. Maybe you're hearing the, the, the John Fogarty song. You're recalling that song. You know, put me in, coach. 
man, that was awesome. That was today. I like that. Yeah, that's, see, that's my message right there, summed up in that song. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. And, um, and so I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I, I've, also, I've been a football coach for 15 years. 15 years. Like the real, the real football. You know, the one where you use your... your, your <laughs> wow. I'm glad we got rid of those footballs. You can't throw them at me now. Um, somebody was asking if that's what that was for. Uh, yeah, soccer, I've coached soccer, but coaching soccer, coaching any sport you're coaching, there's one thing that I love to hear from players, and it's that line, put me in, coach. Coach, put me in. I want to play. I want to play. And, and, and one of my least favorite parts of coaching, especially in, in rec, is, uh, is subbing players in and out because you're supposed to give you know, more equal play time and all that. And, um, and so there's kids, sometimes you take them out, but they want to go in, and they're hungry to go in. They want to be in the game, and I love that. Because on the other side, there's players, and I had, uh, I coached, I've, I've coached girls' teams, my daughter's teams, you know, for, for many years, and, um, and it was not too many seasons ago, I had one girl that I subbed out of the game, and then when she sat down on the sideline, she went into her backpack, opened it up, and pulled out a book and started reading. <laughs> now, how motivated do you think I was as a coach to put her in again, <laughs> right? When I've got other one t- tugging on the shirt saying, coach, put me in, I want to play. You know, there's that hunger, there's that desire, and some that are, you know, they're willing to give their last breath, they're running so hard, they're playing so hard, they just want to play. Put me in, coach. Well, I've been coaching in, in soccer for a lot of years. I've also been coaching in church for a lot of years, 25 years just about, being a coach, being a pastor, and in so many ways it is like being a coach. Here's what it says in the Bible about pastors and teachers in Ephesians 4:11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers, and lists some of these leadership roles. But what's that about? Why do we have these positions? Why do we have these roles? Is it, is it, to, um, is it so that the church can, can hire out the ministry? that we have people doing that, so that we've got somebody like, you know, Kyle, he can do outreach and communications, Diane can help connect everybody, and, uh, and Pastor, you know, Roger, he can lead us in worship, and, and Pastor Mark can mind the scriptures so we don't have to. Is that why we have these roles? Well, here's what it says in the very next verse. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. What's our responsibility as pastors, as leaders, is to equip the body of Christ to do the work, to do the ministry, and to build it up. And so that's been like a coaching role my entire life is how do we get the church together to serve, to be involved, to be on mission together, to be accomplishing what God has called us to do. And so I look at that and I think throughout the years of, of different people and as, as a team, as we're in this locker room here and, and, and uh, you know, this is by the way, you can call me Coach Mark, just like my team does, that, that'll, that'll work today. Um, but I look and I say, where are you at? How do you respond to that phrase, put me in coach? Because over the years, I've seen some that, 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 have, that have played really hard, have gotten tired, and said, I'm done playing. <laughs> I need a break. Others are out on the field week in, week out, and they're saying, just, I just need a little sub. I just need a sub, and I'll be right back in, ready to go, and, and there's no subs coming. And there's been others who, you know, who just say, you know what, I'm just happy, I'm just happy to show up. I'm just happy to watch and see what's going on. I'm, I'm a, a fan on the stand. See what, see what was done for me today. See what others have prepared and, and how, how, how they can help me in my faith. And then others are off to the side reading a book, <laughs> saying, I'm not interested. But the desire is how do we all get in the game? How do we play together? How do we experience this together? Because we can make all kinds of excuses for not getting in the game. All kinds of excuses for, you know, I'm too busy. Man, I don't know if anybody likes me. I don't know if anybody wants me. I don't know if I have the gifts or the skills. I'm just not interested. I don't know what what the excuses are. 
But there's this awesome opportunity to get in the game and to play. And so today, I want to talk about how do you get in the game. My desire is for every one of I would love it if every one of you after the, after the game, <laughs> after this morning, came up and said, put me in, coach. Talk to me or to one of our, to one of our staff and say, I want to play. I want to be a part of what God is doing. So I want to talk to you about that today. So we're going to look, I want to look in, um, in, in Philippians chapter 2 here in just a moment. And I see this as the Apostle Paul, who started a lot of churches, he was one of the apostles and also wrote this, this scripture about equipping and being in that role. And he was writing to the church. And I think here he's, he's trying to equip the, the church. I see this kind of as his locker room talk here at the beginning, prepping the team before going out, the church. Here's what it says, Philippians 2, 1 to 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Like I said, this is a locker room here. This is pregame. So we're going to do this a little different. We're going to do a little interactive. Okay? So you're my team. Team? Yep, yep, yep. We got a big game today. Okay? We got to be ready. All right, so, so I'm going to ask some of these questions here. I'm going to just do the scripture, right? All right, so we're going to do this here. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Yes. Is there? Yes. Are you sure? Any comfort from his love? Yes. Are your fe- is uh, any fellowship together in the spirit? Yes. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Is there a fellowship in the spirit? Are you ready to do this? Then, then to work together wholeheartedly, giving everything you have to work together with one heart and one mind and one purpose. That's why we are here. Are we in this? Bring it together. On the count of three. One, two, three. Team NPC. One, two, three. Team NPC. One, two, three. Team. All right. See, it's fun. It's fun to get hyped up. Sorry, I was a little crazy, a little manic. I apologize. Um, <laughs> But you see this idea of, and you can see that phrase, you can almost take that verse and see it on a locker room somewhere, right? We're working together. One mind, one purpose, one heart. We're together in this. And that's what I see when I think about it, is we are Team MPC. We're a team. We're one of the teams. There's many teams up and down Bethel, across the, the city, around the state, around the country. We're all different teams. We're playing for the same objective. But we've got a responsibility in this place. And what we're called together to do and to accomplish. And when we talk about the mission that God has given us, we use the words of Jesus, life to the fullest. We say, we've got to do whatever it takes to help people experience life to the fullest in Christ. What an awesome thing to invite somebody into. What an awesome thing to be a part of. You get to be a part of helping people experience life to the fullest in Christ. People are looking for life to the fullest, aren't they? Aren't we? And we get to be a part of helping along that journey. And how do we do that? We create environments. I got this great little whiteboard. I should use it here, right? We got opportunities to help people. Oh, man, I got to slow down here. Belong. To help people believe, right? To help people become. These are so important to our fullness in, in life. Well, that's really sloppy, right? But when, <laughs> when we belong, it's right. Part of feeling, fulfilling that fullness is being connected in community and knowing that there are others that are walking through life with us. Believing, being inspired in faith and knowing Christ and having that relationship, understanding who God is, growing in that, nurturing that, and understanding the truth of God's word, living that out each and every day, and then becoming, becoming who God made us to be, not just to to hang out in a group and, and believe in God, but to pour that out, to live love, to help others to experience that, to use our gifts. And so when we think about that, this is how, this is what we're called to do. And this is what we need to be about. And I'm asking you, are you a part of this? Are you in the game? 
Are you helping make that happen for other people? And are you experiencing that yourself? So today, I want to talk about how do we get in the game. This is why we rely on, uh, on the screen up there, because you guys can read that a little bit better. So, first thing I want to talk about today as we get in the game is this. I want you to wear your jersey. Some of you are already doing that, but you wear jersey. I'm just going to abbreviate. I can talk much faster than I can write. I just realized that. All right. Uniforms. Jerseys. Some of you guys are wearing them today. It's one of the favorite things that I love when I, when I you know, played on a soccer team or whether it was tennis or track or whatever else I ran. When you put that jersey on, have you ever been part of a team and you wear the jersey? Something changes. It's like standing a little taller, a little prouder, like I'm part of a team. I'm part of something bigger than myself. This, is, this, this represents who I am. This, this helps me understand my mission. This helps me understand my purpose. What side am I on? What am I supposed to do? What am I, who, who am I here with? Who's part of my team? The jersey represents that. Another name for jersey is uniform, right? You know what uniform means? One form, <laughs> right? We become one. All of a sudden, you don't just see an individual, you see a team. And when you see that team, you realize I'm representing more than just myself. There may be a name on the back of the jersey, but it's the jersey and the colors and the things that remind me that I'm part of something bigger than myself, right? We represent our team. Maybe you represent your school, your state, the Olympics, anybody watching there? You got Team USA. I mean, that's one of the biggest honors that people have is to, is to wear that USA jersey and to say, I'm not just playing for myself, but I'm representing a nation, a country. And so when we wear our uniform, we understand who do we represent and what's the bigger name that we carry around, not just ourselves and our names and who we are, but who we represent. The Bible says it this way about putting on the uniform. Do you ever read the scripture about wearing our uniform? It's in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on a new jersey or clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. It's actually saying that when we become one with Christ, when we become part of the family of God, and the way we do that is through believing in Jesus Christ, and through being baptized, that when you come out of the waters of baptism, it's like, here's your jersey. Here's the new clothing that you put on. You are no longer just you yourself. You are a part of the body of Christ, the family, the church. And it's no longer you yourself who lives, but now you are a part of something bigger than you. And so many times, I think sometimes we think we come to faith in Christ, and it's like, good, I'm done. Check. I've got my faith, and I'm going to just live my faith now. No, 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 no. When you get a jersey, there's a reason you get a jersey. You're supposed to play. You're supposed to get in the game. You're part of that mission now. You're now called to be a part of the very thing that you are the recipient of, experiencing community and being, understanding who Christ is. Now you're invited into helping others experience that. Go and make disciples, right? That's our mission. So the one thing is you, you wear your jersey, and maybe you need to take that step, is that first step saying, I am a part of the church. I'm a part of the body of Christ through faith and baptism. If you've not taken that step, take that step and you will receive the jersey. It's a new understanding of who we are in the body of Christ. The second is this. It's about your position. Play your position. Play your position. What's your position? How do you end up finding that out? Listen, we're, we're, we're on the same team, but we're not all the same. Right? We might have a uniform, but it doesn't mean we're all exactly identical, that, 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 that there's no difference between us. When you think about the game today, how would it work out for the Bengals if Joe Burrow was kicking field goals? 
right? And McPherson was throwing the football, right? And Jamar Chase was trying to block, uh, you know, Arnold Donaldson, you know, from the Rams, right? Our wide receiver, right? If, it wouldn't work. You'd get, you're not playing your position. You're in the wrong place. It's not going to help. We've got offense. We've got defense. We've got special teams. And all are there for a purpose. They're all trying to understand what's their position. Where are they supposed to play and do that in the right way? You know, when, I'm thinking, when I think about um, some of the, the kids that I'm, that I'm coaching on the team, I'll often, you know, yell out while they're out playing soccer. I'll be like, what's your position? Where are you supposed to be? Right? In soccer, it's very fluid where they're moving around. And if I've got a left defender who's supposed to be playing left defense in the back, and they're up forward, a right forward trying to score goals, they might be thinking, I'm helping the team, I'm trying to score goals. Are they helping the team or are they hurting the team? They're not helping the team. They're in the wrong position. They're taken away from somebody else. They're leaving a spot open in the back. What's your position? Where are you supposed to play? It's important to understand that. Now, the Bible doesn't talk about um, team. It doesn't use that word team. I don't know if they didn't have quite teams yet. I don't know if organized sports, when that really began or when that took place, but there are different analogies in Scripture, and one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it's the picture of the body. Two verses from this chapter. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. I mean, it's just a great reminder. It applies to so many different areas of life and in the church. We are this body. We have different parts, and in those verses in between those two, right, it talks about the arm and the leg and the hand and the foot and the eye. We have different responsibilities, different roles, but we're together. We're one. And we can't say, I don't need you, and I don't need to have the other. You're a part of this team. You're a part of this body. So what position are you? So I want to help you find your sweet spot. I'm going to do a little quick, quick uh, thing here to help you find that place where, where you're supposed to be or where you can find that place where you're going to really thrive. So as we look at this, um, I'm going to use a, use a Venn diagram here. You guys like Venn diagrams? All right, we'll do a Venn diagram here. Got this Venn diagram. And I want to read this, uh, the, this verse to you to help you find your sweet spot. You've heard this one before if you've been in church. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So I look at a couple of these things that there are things that God has planned and prepared for each of you and for each of us. And so we need to find our place. We want to find our sweet spot. We want to be in that place that God said, this is where I know God has prepared for me. And so we think about this. God has created us, right? He's created anew. And so here I'm going to put this, I'm going to put shape what is your shape? S-H-A-P-E. We actually have a growth track right now that, that uh, Dr. Hattie is teaching about how do we discover our shape. Shape is your spiritual, your spiritual gifts. First of all, that spiritual gifts. And you th in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. God's given you a gift. Congratulations. You can do certain things well. Every single one of us can do something well. Your spiritual gifts is part of your shape. The H is your, your heart, your passions. We have different passions, different things get us excited, different things we want to pour into. It's different for each of us. What is your heart? Where does your heart, what's it drawn to? The, P, the A, your abilities. Not just spiritual gifts, but abilities, your skills, things that you're good at. What are those things that you have either trained or developed over time or you just have a gifting to do? These are your abilities that maybe you have that nobody else can. Maybe you can work a, you know, a router like nobody else. <laughs> right? Maybe you can work a spreadsheet like nobody else. What are some of the abilities that you have? P, your personality. 
We all have different personalities. You can take all kinds of personality inventories, right? Because we're, we all kind of lean in different ways. Are you outgoing? Are you more introverted? You know, what, what, what are your leanings on your personality? How were you raised? What was your schooling? What kind of difficult challenges did you go through? What have you overcome in your life? Can you see how that's different for each person? But we've been created anew. God has made us in a certain way, and he's made you unique from anybody else. And so we have to know that. Who, who are you? How are you wired? How are you made? And so you move from that, then you go to, okay, well, what's next? God has created us anew. Here's, here's my pen. To do the good things. Good things. And I'm going to call this here opportunities. Okay? This world has lots of opportunities. So you, when, you're, when you're looking at who you are and you think about, oh, I want to do some good things, you can use your gifts, you can use your abilities, you can use your personality to do all kinds of good things. There's so many opportunities that are out there for us to get involved in. And you're doing good things, and we're doing great things, but the, the next key part is here is what has, he, what has he planned? The things that God has planned, right, are over here, and I'm going to call this mission. And then we're looking for the good things he has planned for us, Right? for me, for you, right? You're looking for that place where these things come together, where you're saying, all right, God, what, what is it? There may be a lot of opportunities. There may be a lot of great things out there for me to be involved in, and you can be doing those, but you might not be involved in the mission of what God has called us to, and as a church, we have a very specific mission. There's ministries that we're doing, things he's called us to. And we gotta say, how am I involved in that? And so maybe you're using your gifts and opportunities out there, but not in the mission of the church, and say, how can I move this way to discover more of that fulfillment and purpose? Where can I find that where God is maybe calling me within the kingdom of God, within the church to be a part of that? And so these are the things he planned for me. Or maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're involved in a lot of good things, and they're part of the mission of the church, and so you're in this area over here, but you're not using your gifts. You know what happens there? You burn out. <laughs> You're not passionate. It's not who you are. It's not your gifting. You're doing something maybe important, and you need to move more towards who are you and what are your gifts and your abilities. And if you're over here and you've been, you've been created new, you're using your gifts, and you're using for the mission, you're in this area over here, but they're not maybe intersecting with real needs. If that's a ministry we're a part of or something we're doing, we have to ask, how do I move more towards the, the opportunities? How can I let this intersect with something that's, that can really make a difference in someone else's life? I got to see this in, in action just ha playing out here in the, last, uh, in the last couple of weeks and, weeks and months. Uh, Vicki Martin's been a part of our church, She's sitting up here for, for, I don't know how long it's been, at least in the last past year or so. Yeah, nine months at Meadow Park, and she's come in and, and has gotten to learn about the church and wanting to know more and gone through Discover Meadow Park. And as she was being involved, she said, I, I don't just want to attend, I want to be involved with what's happening here. And so part of the conversation with, with, with other pastors and started talking about, okay, well, who are you? How are you wired? What are some of your gifts? What are some of your passions? And trying to understand what that is and, and where are some opportunities and, and what's some of our mission? And as, as that conversation emerged, some of that came out, well, there's some need here. There's, there's people who are, who are shut in, who can't have the opportunity to, don't have the opportunity to come together into worship or to maybe be in a, in a life group. And that's an important part of our church because part of our mission is belonging, creating that connection point. And instead of saying, well, isn't that what we've paid the pastors to do? She said, how can we help make that happen? And so when we talked to her, but she stepped back and said, well, it's not necessarily my gift and passion to 
to like really feel comfortable maybe doing the visiting myself, but you know what? I've got administrative gifts and skills. And she took that bull by the horns and with Pastor Diane, and they created Home Buddies. And there's about a dozen of you, at least in the church already, who have signed up, who said we want to be a part of that, and who are going out and visiting about 12 to 15 or more uh, in our church who are shut in. I'm going, that's awesome, man. This is for you. This is a spot that meets the need, that is part of the mission, that is exactly where God has created you to be. And that's just one example of how when we find that place of intersection, great things can happen. Great things can happen. The third thing here is when we look at, we find that position. Where are you playing? The next thing here is get dirty. <laughs> get your uniform dirty, okay? I know when it's one of those games and it's rainy and it's cold and it's muddy, you don't necessarily want to be out there at first, but I don't remember playing some of those games. All you have to do is run through the puddle one time, get tackled in that dirt one time, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, game on, right? It's like when you're getting in there. I mean, yeah, if you see, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's Tim, Tim Tebow there. That's not, you think that might look, it's mud. It's not all, it's not blood. But, but when you get muddy and bloody and you, you get in there and you just keep playing, we admire that, don't we? We respect that. There's something about getting dirty and getting, getting in there and playing. I love it when, you know, like we're on a missions trip and, and then we'll debrief in the evening with the teams. What, what was your experience like? What did, you, what, what, what did you experience? What happened? And it's like there's this exhaustion on everyone. We've been out all day. We've been serving. We've been doing some neat things. And we hear the stories, and it's like, wow. Man, you got in there. You got dirty. You got in the game. So when I think about that, and, then, and I just look at us, and I say, is your uniform dirty? Or are you as white as these brand-new shoes I just got? I know you all noticed them. <laughs> you can't help but see them. I tried to be cool like Noah. I'm working on it. Where's Noah? Um, I didn't get in the game. I'm, I'm breaking them in today, right? We want to get, get dirty. We want to get our hands dirty. Are you in the game? Are you playing? And do you know your position? Because great things can happen when you do those things that God has created for you to do. When you feel you're in that moment and you experience what it's like to be used by God, you say, I want to play. I'm going to do anything to play. I'm going to rearrange my schedule. I'm going to rearrange my time, my priorities, because I see God working and doing something through me, and I want to be a part of that. I was reminded of that uh, last Sunday night. We were at, um, in, in, with our student ministry on Sunday nights, uh, MPC Youth, and um, we're going through a series right now that we just started called uh, Real Talk, talking about relationships and, and dating and sex and all that kind of fun stuff that you guys all want to probably talk to students about yourselves. Um, but it's important, trying to understand how does God lead us and how do we understand that. And, um, and it's a really important topic we got to keep coming back to, especially in that stage. And we were getting to the end of the evening, and, and I was talking with, uh, with, with Kurt Hansen, who's been a part of the church here for a long time, has been a youth coach for, for many years, and is one of our adult leaders. And, uh, and he was saying he was heading off to, out of town to, to be with his family. But as I was talking to him, he said he stayed around. Instead of heading out with his family on Friday or even going on Saturday, he said, you know, I, I, I wanted to be here. This is important. I want to prioritize the students and the, and the time that I'm putting into this because, and, and the stuff that he shared and as we talked and as we met, it was really pouring into students and building that relationship over time and be able to say, I'm willing to rearrange my schedule so that I can prioritize that. Why? It's because the big bucks were paying him to volunteer for free, to serve? No, because there's a desire there. There's a heart there. Way to go, Kurt. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> And a round of applause for Vicky over here, too. Thank you for, for what you do. If we listed everyone who serves here, we'd be clapping and applauding uh, for a long time. But you know what? We've, we've got a uniform for you. We have a uniform. We have 
Team MPC. We're who we are together as a church. And there's different ways for you to serve and to be involved. And as I think about the different opportunities that are here each and every week, I could spend a long time talking about it. But I look and I just think about a Sunday morning as we get here. Did you know that that lobby didn't just magically appear with goalposts and cones and there was an automatic tailgate party that just magically appeared, right? There's somebody thinking and planning and working together, those that, that host and greet and creating a welcoming environment. It's such an important part of, of, our, of who we are to say we want to help people connect in relationship. You walk into this space and this place and you think, did these slides and things just appear magically? No, people are serving and preparing their instruments and their music and their singing behind the scenes of working, on, whether it's on the, on the computer with the graphics or doing sound in the production room back here, on the cameras, taking pictures, social media, so many different ways that people here are serving, giving of their time, saying, I'm in the game. We go to our park kids area and there's teachers and leaders and adults who are loving kids and holding babies in the nursery because they want to build that relationship. They want to help parents. They want to pour into kids and help them understand who God is. Our youth coaches tonight coming together. We're going to have a Super Bowl party. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to connect with other students. But week in, week out, building relationships, being there for kids, saying, how can we help you understand what it means to live as a follower of Jesus? You think about different areas, our, our life groups. We've got leaders who coordinate these groups and who are preparing discussion and, and trying to be there for one another and saying, how do we do this as a group? Maybe it's leading a life group. We've got growth track teachers, those that are preparing for, for several weeks to teach a course to say, I want to help people grow deeper in their faith, to have a better understanding of that. Maybe God's wired you in some of these ways to do that. Maybe you think, well, I can't do that stuff, but I can swing a hammer. Great, talk to us. We break stuff all the time here. <laughs> Things need to be fixed all the time or painted or, or cut in the grass. We've got a crew that comes out and they, it, it, here and, and, and volunteers to serve and to cut the grass on these acres that we have. Here in the building, so many different ways God can use you on our outreach team to help with missions, to help plan events, to, to do fun things that we have together. So many different ways, home buddies, right? Visiting those that are shut in. There's a place for you. Are you willing to get in the game? Are you willing to say, put me in, coach? How do you get in? A couple, just a couple things. The way that you can let me know or us as your coaches know where to put you in, just come up and talk to us for one. Or go to team night. Kyle mentioned it earlier. Coming up on 2-22-22. What a fun date, right? That's team night. We come together. We celebrate all of those who serve at Meadow Park and who give of their time. And, and we just celebrate what's happening in the ministries. We're going to hear from different volunteers as well that, that are serving. And that's a great night if you're exploring and saying, where could I maybe fit in? Where could I serve? Come that night and just hear what's going on, and then we'll talk about it. Or go to meadowpark.org forward slash connect and say, I'm interested in, in serving. I'm interested in volunteering. Let us know, and we'll follow up with you. We'll talk through and say, wait, what is your shape? Let's look at what the opportunities are. Let's see where they fit in with the mission of what God has. Because what you'll experience in that moment is, I want to be in the game. And there's something that fundamentally changes about going to church when you're in the game versus being on the sidelines. When you get to play, you say, I, I can't wait. I get to be a part of all that is happening. And, and, and so I'm calling you out to say, come on in. Come on and play. Say, coach, put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. When? Today. <laughs> Today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is a privilege to serve in your church and with your body. Lord, the mission that you've, gave, you've given us is one that we've gotten to receive. All those who experienced your life change in our own lives, God, we get to share that with others. There's nothing better than being loved and embraced by a community of other believers who, who follow you and want the best for our lives. 
God, grounded in your truth, free, forgiven. God, just with a hopeful outlook for the future because you are with us. No, no fear of death. God, just alive in you. And Father, being able to live out that love in the world around us, sharing gifts and welcoming other people in, just walking alongside others, sharing hope. It is the mission of the church. And, and the torch, God, has been passed to us down through the generations. And, and we hold it now here in this place for Columbus at Meadow Park. God, would you help us in all the different areas that we serve? God, keep us focused on you. And may we see life change through you. Father, if anyone is, is wondering if there's a place for them, if they can be used by you, God, may that be a resounding yes in their heart to know that you've gifted them, that you've given them a passion, and that together we can accomplish amazing things through you. So we commit our time to you, God. We just ask you to continue to, to do amazing things in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.